worship, isn't it? Just Jesus. Yeah, just being led by the Spirit. That's worship. I remember the first time that I ever like felt the Holy Spirit. It was in a youth group. I was 17. And I was just like, whoa. And it was just a group of kids just singing just like this. And God was like, God was like talking to me. God, God was like telling me as a kid, he's like, I love you. It was like funny because the person didn't didn't say it. It was like the music was was we were worshiping. Like real worship, not like music. You ever heard people play music? You're like, we just worship. And it was like worship. And God was like telling me, hey, I love you. And I, I have a plan for you. And I was like, what are you talking about? Me? I'm terrible. <laughs> What I want you to hear tonight is that, you know, God loves you. He has a plan for you. You may be thinking like I was, like, me? Really, me? Yeah. So what we want to do is, the followers of Jesus, we just want to say, God, whatever your plan is for my life. A lot of smart people in the room, so we like to plan. But there's a difference between our plan and then God's plan. And that's worship. Real worship is when we yield our plan for his plan let go of the results. We're so results-oriented, you know? Some of that's good, but then some of it, there's a downside. Sometimes our greatest strength is our greatest weakness. So sometimes our greatest strength in planning and sticking to it can work against us because it's all about surrender. It's like, hey, Lord, you know, whatever you want. So, want to join me in that? Hey, God, whatever you want, only God can tell you what he wants you to do. So let's just open up our hearts. Hey, Lord, whatever you want me to do with my life, I'll do it. Let's take a moment to do that. Jesus, we just we want to be the real real worshipers, those who worship you in spirit and in truth. So, whatever you whatever you want to do in our life tonight, Lord, we just say yes to you. And Holy Spirit, speak to everyone that's here and tell them what it is that you want them to do. <clears throat> tell them only you can tell people what to do with their life. So do it right now, Lord. Tell people what to do. Tell them where to go. Tell them who to talk to. <clears throat> I want you to look at me real quick. Tonight's interesting because we're we're going to start the book of Acts. And in the book of Acts, all they had was an encounter with Jesus, and they had um, the Holy Spirit. They didn't even have Bibles yet. They just had Jesus, an encounter with Jesus, and they had the Holy Spirit. And that is all we have. And Jesus told this group of people to do all sorts of things. You know, from the beginning, I've always believed that God, God, when God guides, He provides. And it, it won't make sense to you. God, if God guides... He will provide for you. Everything that we have in our life comes from God. And I took a leap of faith two years ago, and God's always taken care of me, always taken care of my wife, always taken care of my family in every situation. And um, God puts it on your heart to do things. That's how we're here. Two, two of my closest friends, yeah, have, have church. 
do it. Awesome, here we are. God guides, he provides. I told Maria, we need a place for the kids. Well, my friend that I went to high school with, he said, yeah, you can put the kids in bonds. I was cool, then we have a kid space. God guides, he provides. Always. Always, always, always. I want to just mention two things to you that you can pray about. We've been, um, by the way, someone stepped up, like, I don't know, maybe like over two months ago, and was like, do you all pay for the tacos the first night? And then someone else was like, I'll pay for the tacos the second night. And like literally every week, like some someone else has been jumping in and like, paying. so see, God guides. If God wants tacos at the coffee shop, God will put it on someone's heart to have tacos at the coffee shop. I do want to say this. We've been spending about 160 bucks on tacos. That's awesome. God's been providing each week. And I had a little, kind of little vision of like, maybe having a custom little taco cart out front here that we could build ourselves. <laughs> With that $160, we could actually make about 500 tacos. What would it be if we were like, became the like taco slinger people, like in San Clemente, they're like, that place made tacos, tacos. And you could just pray over the tacos and hand the tacos out and just bless people with tacos. So, um, but part of that is we're going to need like our, like, I'm like not mechanically inclined at all. Anyone who, Bobby's laughing. He's like, I'm hung out with you, bro. Like, I can clean Bobby's e-bike with Windex. That's about as good, that's about as good as I can do. And Bobby's like, and even then, you know, uh, but, um, I know some of you are, maybe some of you, God might put it on your heart to take like a month or two and we can build a little a little custom cart out here. I don't, know, I don't quite know, but God will, God will give us the ideas. So if maybe pray about that. that that'll, that'll cost a little bit of money, but maybe God can put that in your heart. We can have a cart, give the tacos away. It's okay if you give the tacos away. We can't charge money for them. I already like looked into it. And, and I check with, with the law enforcement people. They're like, that's cool. That's a green light. So, um, so just pray about that. If, if, if God, again, if God puts it in your heart, because I thought, wouldn't it be cool if we were just blessing people with tacos on the outside and coffee on the inside? So a little something to give towards. I just want to share. I want to do a little better job of sharing like a little vision each week with our giving. You know, that's something that if somebody was to step up, we could have that new part of Tuesday. So just pray about that. If God puts it on your heart, you know, to give, you can do that on our website. And if God puts it on your heart, like, hey, this is this is my church. Like, I want to give here. I believe in, like, what God's doing here. You can find information on our website, OCNWTR. Also on Venmo, we make we, um, OCNWTR, the Holy Spirit speaking about that. What I want to do real quick, just take, just take a minute um, to grab a taco, use the bathroom. We're going to start the book of Acts, like literally in two minutes. Okay, so say hi to someone. All right. Ouch.
Jesus burgers? Oh, yeah. Is that a ministry? Mm-hmm. Oh. And they grew up. And they still do it. And um, I love this one. Yeah. And I'm going to have to look it up.
getting oh, his headaches in the corner and
Okay, because God uses different people in different ways. Okay, then I want you to, and, and, and pray. God doesn't tell me to invite the same people to church every week. That may come as a shock to you. God actually puts like different people in my heart and in my mind. And I've learned those are only the people that I reach out to. Because if you reach out to people when you're not supposed to, it means you weren't supposed to. But if you're but if you get on God's channel, then then you get real sensitive. I also want you to be thinking about, hey, my who might God want to reach through Julie when Julie teaches? I already have a few people that I'm that I'm inviting in two weeks. That I'm actually that I'm actually not inviting next week. Because I believe like God, you know, works in that way. So be open to that. So the book of Acts is the birth of the church. Now, Acts is not a separate book. Acts is actually really one book written by the same person. So like back when they wrote the Bible, they wrote them on scrolls. They were like these 35 foot long things that they rolled up. They carried around with them everywhere. So really, Luke and Acts was written by the same person. It was written by Luke. He was a physician. He was a doctor. In the Bible, you find people with no education, and you find people with a lot of education, just like you find in the church now. God doesn't have preferences. God's preference is people. <laughs> All shapes, sizes, degrees, no degrees. We always have our preferences, but God just loves all people. So the Bible is actually reflected by that. But, however, the book, of, the book of Luke and Acts, written by the same person, written by a physician. And so really, the book of Acts here, and by the way, this wasn't the Acts of the Apostles. This wasn't like Luke was telling the story of Peter and Paul. That's not what's going on here. Now, Peter and Paul are in the book of Acts. And Paul and, and Luke tells a lot of their story. But this is best described as the Acts of the Holy Spirit. And I want you to think through those lenses. The people in this book have the Holy Spirit. This is, a, this is a way for us to learn how the Holy Spirit moves in our life. That's really exciting. When you understand that the Holy Spirit wants to work in your life every day, then, then like a whole world opens up. Like Adam and I talked about this, like, like you'll start, like, it happened to me earlier today. You'll start, like, sensing people's, like, vibe, whatever you want to call it, like their energy. It's, like, crazy, man. Like, you could, like, you ever felt that? Yeah. That's, like, God. Like, like, earlier today, I was in this coffee shop. I came here early. I was, like, feeling energetic, and I just, like, looked at Maria. I was, like... I'm going to go down to the coffee shop and get an iced coffee. I'm just going to see if I could, like, invite somebody to church. On the way, I said hi to Adam. We got a chance to catch up, hang out. I got here. 
And I was praying. Literally, God told me, ask that person if they've ever been to church before. I'm all, I don't know, man. someone to come to church. Sometimes we just chicken out. Okay. Sure. okay. I promise you of all the thoughts that you have during the day, it is the Holy Spirit who puts it on your mind to tell someone to come to church. Yeah. You know, studies show we have 70,000 thoughts in a day, the average human. I promise you, the thought of you inviting someone to church is from the Holy Spirit. So earlier I was like, that table drinking my coffee. God said, yeah, go ask that person they ever been to church before. I asked this person, hey, have you ever been to church before? <laughs> never. <laughs> what do you mean never? Like, not one time in my life. And I said, oh. And this person's like going out of town in two weeks to travel. And I was like, oh, well, um, Adam's going to teach next week, and I know that her father invites you. And I said, would you like to bring your dad and hear Adam teach next week? She said, that's a great idea. So, listen. Hold on, wait. Some girl's dad likes Adam? I mean, not like that. You have a bad thing. I would also say, I would also say, I would also say, good luck. <laughs> I don't know. After three seconds on the mat, it crosses the line. So, the Holy Spirit, like, when you start saying, God, like, guide me, talk to me, tell me who to talk to, tell me where to go, that's, that's the acts of the Holy Spirit in your life. I want you to think, by the way, this isn't the acts of the church. The church is a group of people guided by the Holy Spirit. This is the acts of the Holy Spirit. I want you to think less like church, more like how can my life be guided by the Holy Spirit? Because if you go back 2,000 years, all they had was the Holy Spirit. So I want you to say, like tonight, I want you to say, God, I want you to like talk to me about how to spend my day. I want you to talk to me about what I'm supposed to do. I want you to talk to me about where I'm supposed to go. And God will start putting stuff on your heart and you'll know it's the Lord because you'll be like, oh man, I don't know, I don't know, dude. <laughs> you don't feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, if it's uncomfortable, it's probably the Lord. Yeah. Feel me? Yeah. 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 That's the Holy Spirit. And you'll know it's the Holy Spirit because you'll you'll like you'll like kind of want to chicken out a little bit, but then you'll realize, like, no, nah, I need to, like, need to, like, do this. Yeah. And that's the Holy Spirit, like, sort of 
you know, pushing you along. So when we say, God, guide me by your Holy Spirit, that's what this book is about. I want you to understand that. We have to look at this book differently. I want you to look at this book through the lens of this was like the acts of the Holy Spirit working in the people's lives. And this was one guy's like trying to capture all of this stuff. <coughs> And in many ways, the acts of the Holy Spirit are still being written through our lives. And I want, you to, I want you to think about that too, because I don't want you to think that all the special people were in the book of Acts, and then we're like the not special people. No. This is just the acts of the Holy Spirit in this group, and this is the acts of the Holy Spirit in this group. church is all about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And the church is all about being activated and filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what it's all about. Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do in my life? And being guided by the Holy Spirit. So, the first verse says, to Theophilus, the lover of God. We're going to go through 11 verses tonight. Theophilus just means lover of God. I want you to think of yourself as a lover of God. It's pretty simple. So this book is written to a person named Theophilus, which meant the lover of God. But I also believe that in God's providence, this person was named that so that you would think of yourself, so that you can see yourself in this book and how the Holy Spirit can work in your life. He says, I write to you again. Remember, he wrote Luke earlier, and now he wrote Acts. My dear friend, to give you further details about the life of our Lord Jesus and all the things he did and taught. Verse 2, just before Jesus ascended into heaven, Jesus left instructions through the Holy Spirit for the apostles he had chosen. So he had chosen apostles, Paul the apostle. But Paul later on gets called. We're going to see that about but the original apostles. After the sufferings of his cross, Jesus appeared alive many times to these apostles over a 40-day period, proving to them with many convincing signs that he had been resurrected. During these encounters, he taught them the truths about the kingdom of God. Okay, so most scholars believe that after Jesus was resurrected, that he actually showed himself like about 11 times to over 500 people that they would be no mistake like Jesus overcame death, overcame sin overcame the devil defeated sin, defeated the devil, offered new life offered new beginning to any who would need it and then when that was established he ascended into heaven but before he did Listen to what Jesus said to them, and then listen to what he says to us, because it points back to the Holy Spirit. Look at verse 4. Jesus instructed them, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait here until you receive the gift I told you, the gift the Father has promised, for John baptized you in water, but in a few days from now, you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Okay. We could spend... Two hours talking about what I just said. Mm. So but I just want to make a comment. It is a, 
it is important to be immersed in the Holy Spirit, not one time, all the time. Amen. The Bible says, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. So, God wants us filled with His Spirit. He wants us to be open to the Holy Spirit, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to walk in the Holy Spirit, to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Think less about the sign of what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit and think more about opening up your life to God every day and saying, God, guide me by your Holy Spirit. Direct me by your Holy Spirit. Send me with your Holy Spirit. And he says that you'll, uh, he wants you to wait to be immersed. He wants you to wait to be filled. He wants you to wait for his power. Why? Well, because the things that God really wants us to do, we can only do with his guidance, with his help, with his power, and with his provision. So let me say it a different way. If you can do it on your own strength, that's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit always has us in a place of trust, always has us in a place of obedience, always has us in a place of like, hey God, what do you want me to do? So again, there's a total openness to the Holy Spirit. Remember, acts of the Holy Spirit starts with being led by the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, immersed. The word baptizer means immersed. So tonight, even right now, I want you to be thinking, God, immerse me in your Holy Spirit. Maybe you've never said that before. Maybe you're struggling in some ways. How do you overcome struggling? Lord, immerse me in your Holy Spirit. That'll help. Well, what do you mean? Then God will just, God will just heal me all of a sudden with this Holy Spirit sometimes. The Holy Spirit also teaches us that we need others. So there's this there's this way that it feeds off of each other. Sometimes God will tell you to go be alone with God and pray. And sometimes God will tell you to go hang out with other people. That's being led by the Holy Spirit. It's not either or. It's both and. It's not, oh, it's just me and God. That's good. Sometimes it's you and God and someone else who's walking with you. The Bible says um, that we're supposed to carry one another's burdens. So how do you carry one another's burdens if they don't know what you're carrying? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That's good. Bobby and I talked about this today. So you can't expect somebody to carry your burden if you haven't told them what it is. Do you have to tell the whole world your burdens? I don't recommend that. Not everybody on the internet cares about you, nor are they your friends. They're not. They're not. <coughs> who's your real friends? The ones who pick up when you call on the telephone. That's old school, I know. Or they return your text right away. There it is. The very smallest, right? Those are your friends. Yeah. So God guides us by His Holy Spirit. 
Look at verse 7. He says, He answered the Father. I'm sorry, verse 6. Every time they were gathered together, they asked Jesus, Lord, is it now the time for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? Now, this is just so interesting. Okay, so Jesus is saying, wait in Jerusalem. This is where they're from. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then they're immediately like, hey, man, when are you going to get elected? <laughs> when are you going to? And we do this all the time. They just understand this. The early disciples did this. They're like, oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. They're like, oh, sick. We're going to elect you, and then you're going to conquer everybody. So what I want you to understand is that from the beginning of the church, his earliest followers skewed towards a misunderstanding of what his kingdom was. And Jesus just said, my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is about loving people, loving God, loving people. That's my agenda. That's my kingdom. Bring, I want to bring you back to this and being filled and led by the Holy Spirit. It's not a political power struggle. That's not what it is. It's being filled with the Holy Spirit. Lord, is it time now for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? So they, they had thought that Jesus was going to establish like a political thing. Jesus goes, no. He answered, the Father is the one who sets the fixed dates and the times for their fulfillment. You are not permitted to know the timing of all that he has prepared by his own authority. Have you ever told your kids... Or like a younger kid, like, that's like, and they ask you why, and you're like, that's just not for you to know. <laughs> and the kid's like ticked, because the kid's like four, and the kid, you know, is like, wants to know. And you're like, you don't, you're four. <laughs> okay? Like, this is Jesus just very kindly saying, look, that's not for you to know. What I need you to do is, again, focus on being led by the Holy Spirit. That's what I need you to do. And so that's kind of the entry-level part of the book of Acts here. Jesus is establishing the parameters for how this thing's going to go. He's like, here's what I need you guys to do. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be all about the Holy Spirit. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you're all about the Holy Spirit, then God will do what what he needs to do over and over and over again. Look at verse 8, and let's bring it home. But I promise you the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and you'll be seized with power. You will be my messengers to Jerusalem throughout Judea, the distant provinces, even to the remotest places on earth. So then the question becomes, well... Do you wait to be filled with the Holy Spirit before you go to the ends of the earth? Or are the people that went to the ends of the world, the, the ends of the earth, the ones that are filled with the Holy Spirit? Think about that. Hmm. Things that make you go. Because is it the is it the I think about it. Well, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, okay. Or is, or, or the ones that already went and did and, do, and are doing it, it's, it's, 
And by the way, we should live in that tension. Only you can know. That's how, in, that's how personal God is. That's how personal. That's how come we can have a Bible study in the back patio, and Mitch can come to Bible study six months ago. I think Mitch is watching right now. And Mitch came, and God called him to be a pastor, and he spoke a few times, and we had one of those nights where it was like we couldn't get in. It was buck wild. And I never know what to expect here on Tuesdays, by the way. I just know we're here, and it's awesome. And it's great, and God's moving. And only God can call Mitch to another country. Mitch now, he's like, has all these dudes adding to his church. It's awesome. That's the Holy Spirit. It's kind of wild, right? Like God tells people things. You believe God tells people? Yes, I believe God tells people things. Sometimes God tells people to go across the world. Sometimes he tells you to like go cut your neighbor's lawn. I don't know. That's why it's the Holy Spirit. Right? Again, we just have to say, Holy Spirit, whatever you want me to do, and the Holy Spirit will tell you. It's awesome. And you'll be my witnesses all over the world. So, verse 9, right after we have, uh, we'll go to verse 11 tonight. Right after Jesus spoke these words, the disciples saw him being lifted into the sky and disappearing into a cloud. As they stared into the sky watching Jesus ascend, the two men in white robes suddenly appeared beside them. They told the startled disciples, Galileans, why are you... Staring up into the sky. Now, I don't know about you, but if I saw Jesus, like, go up into the sky, I might take a few minutes. <laughs> Just, let's, let's be honest. Like, I would be like, what just happened? You know. It's just, so what's funny is... what he says to them. He says, Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but he will come back in the same way that you saw him ascend. Whoa! So, Jesus is coming back the same way he went? Yes. Heavy. What are we supposed to do in the meantime? Be filled with the Holy Spirit and do what the Holy Spirit tells us. Remember, Think of this book as the acts of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that awesome? I'm excited. This is this is this is really fun for me. Really fun for me. And I hope you'll catch how fun this is. That literally following Jesus isn't a religion. The whole thing flips when you realize you're just guided by the Holy Spirit. Then it's awesome. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So with that, let's worship some more. Be careful, be careful. I'm such a class <laughs> You got it.
having us all here tonight. Uh, thank you, Ryan, uh, for your message. And uh, we, just, we just ask that you would bless us as we go into this time of worship, God. That you would fill us with your Holy Spirit. That you would help us to understand your ways and your plan for our lives. That you would just speak to us and just lead us, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
whoever needs prayer. You know, sometimes we we carry things around that we're not supposed to carry. So what that means is that we we just need someone to pray for us. So we don't have to go into specifics, but you know, maybe you 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 just want someone to pray for you because you feel like there's like a part of your life where you just really struggle, you know. We all struggle. I come in here every Tuesday night, all I want to do is worship just how we're worshiping. I love Jesus and I, I just I just want to go, man, Steve and I I just want to worship Jesus. Amen, Nico, amen, Evan. I just want to worship Jesus. And sometimes we just need someone to pray for us. So like we're carrying stuff around, you know, like and you don't have to talk about it, but I was over there and it's like, you know what, no, we need to pray for people. So if you would like prayer, um, you don't have to say what it is, but just come up and stand right here and I want to pray for you. And Nico, help me come over here and we'll just pray for you. Just come on up.
Yeah, I just saw like a silver bullet, so I think like this means silver of refining. And I feel like the, the Warriors are finding in this season. And uh, it says like in Psalm like seven times in the fire that you're refined. And that he just, that something really, really beautiful is going to come out of this, come out of this season that you're in. He's just refining you. He just loves, loves your process that you're in. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, so I just I agree that uh, and just <clears throat> knows you love and, and feels you love. Uh, you, you feel how much you love them. Uh, and just how much you sing, dance, and laugh
Thank you.